we're going to be covering two movies in the hopes of leading up to our big um, unannounced so far Halloween special that's going to be very good. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> we've got two movies today. We're both very tired. So, um, I'm going to let Trey start with his movie, but before we get into yeah. that, uh, we have a new segment, um, where I tell you about the new releases and what you should go see. Um, yeah. So not necessarily go see either, because you should be staying at home watching every single one of the new Wes Anderson Netflix shorts, because they are all phenomenal. Um, they're all great. Very, very Wes Anderson. Have you seen any of them yet, Trey? Like Poison, Ratcatcher? I, I have not, but I was thinking about either getting around to them tonight or tomorrow. They're really good. They're really good. You should check them out. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Saw X, uh... The first time John Kramer's really looked like a superhero, and it is so cool. Now, I mean, he kind of has a sort of heroic concept behind all the movies, but never before have you hated characters as much as the people in the traps in this one, and it is oh so satisfying. And in a theater pretty full, there was a lot of cheering going on, honestly a little bit of gagging, because it is pretty gruesome, but it is a great, great time. Also, on that note of things that you should go see with an audience, Stop Making Sense is now in IMAX at AMC, and it is the most fun I've had at the theaters in a long time. Now, we've got a guest coming on some point soon, and we'll get further in-depth with that with him, because he loves it as much as I do. New Wait, releases. Who? Jay. Jay's got, like, 12 oh, logs. I didn't know Jay was a fan of that as well. That'll be exciting. He has like twelve logs in the last like week and a half. It's insane. Um, of incense. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. If That's you have, really cool. if you haven't already seen Barbie, it's now in IMAX as well. I recommend you check that out. Uh, if somehow you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, go to that. Um, and I think that just about wraps it up. But I'm very excited soon if we're gonna keep this bit going. To talk about The Exorcist, which I am going to see, and I know you're going to see as well, Trey. So we'll be yeah, able to I'm do more in-depth on Saw and Exorcist. Um, I'm looking forward to that for sure. If And if my mic sounded weird... Oh, am I cutting out? Can you hear me, Jagger? Yeah, I can hear you. You're a lot louder than you were a okay, second my, ago. But my yeah. screen just froze. Yeah, I'm looking forward to The Exorcist. Uh, we're both huge fans of the first one. And... I mean, honestly, the first few, um, I don't have them logged, but I've seen two and three. Um, I started two the other day where it's like the perspective of a bee that I, I don't vibe with. Two, two isn't two isn't great. Three was pretty solid. Um, I haven't seen three, so I can't comment. Yeah, that one was pretty solid. After that, they kind of turned to shit. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I love legacy sequels. Um, and the ones we've gotten the past couple years have been really solid. Like Top Gun Maverick was outstanding. Um, the Ghostbusters Afterlife was, as a huge fan of Ghostbusters, I really wanted to hate it, but I had such a good time with it. It was, I thought it was a really cool, like, it had the perfect amount of, like, homages and nods to the original, but also setting it up for, like, a new set set of ghostbusters i thought it was really good so yeah i'm the, i'm looking forward to that we've also got the other david gordon green david gordon green still directing we've also got his other big classic halloween ends baby let's go 
Yeah. Yeah. That that was something for I, sure. That I'm, was that was a movie. A movie. I'm so scared because Exorcist. I've seen all the trailers. It's not gonna be scary. It's not gonna be good. I don't know, man. It looks pretty freaky. Where are you coming from? Come on. It doesn't look good. Ellen Burstyn is really, really old, and it's kind of sad to see. Uh, and I know you're not supposed to comment on young actors' performances, but since they're the leads, I mean, you kind of have to say something if you're bringing up the movie. The main girl does not look like she's running it well. I'm going to be totally honest. And I yeah. mean... But I think it has potential to be good, so I'm not going to say anything yet. However, I will say I am deeply, deeply concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think those concerns are valid. Um, I'm cautious. Sorry, everybody, I have the hiccups. Uh, I'm cautiously hopeful for this one. Um, I mean, any horror I always look forward to. Uh, that's why October is the best best month of the year. Um, and I also want to check out the Boogeyman. It's on Hulu now. I want to check that out. I've heard oh, things. I, w- I saw that in the theater. That that was actually. And if you are like right now, if you're thinking, why are Jagger and Trey, uh, talking about new releases? Like we we haven't been doing that. Well, the writers. Um, just reached a tentative uh, agreement agreement with uh, the studios, and uh, the Screen Actors Guild is on their way to reaching it, an agreement. So, um, people are finally getting what they need to support themselves. Jagger can finally work again. Yeah. Um, so, these hiccups are destroying me. Uh, so, yeah, that's very exciting. That's why we're going to start talking about more new releases and once sag uh gets their deal we're gonna try to do talk about some trailers um each ep- episode for new movies that we think look cool or new new anything that we think looks cool we'll talk about that as well um but yeah uh boogeyman very good um also well, um if we're on the topic of new releases can we quickly talk the upcoming stuff of 2023 because there's some movies that do not look good um, and I would like to quickly talk about this. So, okay. if you don't mind, hot takes here. Yeah. I think Napoleon's going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to be historically accurate at all. And I think that despite what everyone's saying, it is not going to show up at the Oscars, at least to win at all. Um, I think Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer are going to be the only two things that are really contending for anything. Hmm. I think it depends on what category you look at. Uh... Maybe cinematography, actually, but... But, no, I agree. I think Killer Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer are gonna, like, destroy this year's Oscars. Uh, I'm pa- partial to Oppenheimer. It's my number three of all time. Um, I have it at a perfect 100 out of 100. Uh, I th- If I had my way, that would win 12, 13 Oscars. Um... I, mean, I think everything is perfect about that film. Here's the thing, But, though. again... Even though there's some great set design in Oppenheimer, do we not all think that Barbie's destroying everything for set design? 
Oh, 100%. Barbie's winning for set and production design. Like, stuff like that. And I think Barbie's also winning for wardrobe and uh, costume design. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Poor Things, and I know the reviews are great, looks absolutely horrific. It doesn't uh, look that's, good. Oh, that's all of Yorgos. Lampers. That's all of his stuff. You think so? I mean, is No, it yeah, I'm looking f- because I've seen the lobster, I've seen killing of the sacred deer, and it's all that kind type of vibe, like that really off offbeat weird vibe and I I love it. All right. I mean, I haven't seen any of his stuff, but it I saw the trailer the other day. It doesn't look great. But I mean, I am go, all- go watch the lobster and then we'll talk about it again. All right. I mean, I'm all here for Willem Dafoe, I guess. So yeah, Lobster has uh, John C. Riley, John C. Riley, who I know you love, uh, Rachel Weisz, Colin Farrell. It's like a romantic comedy. It's really weird. Uh, Real, uh, Real takes actually made a video about it the other day, um, talking Wait. about it. I've had Killing of a Sacred Deer recommended to me. How's that? Oh, I thought Killing of the Sacred Deer was outstanding. I think that's Barry Keoghan's best performance. I think that's close to Colin Farrell's best best performance, and Nicole Kidman is also outstanding in it. All right. Um, what else is? It was weird out? though. Uh, there's that Ferrari movie which no one's talking about. <laughs> um, also- I'm looking forward to it just because Adam Driver's in it. Um, the Killer. The Killer is probably my most anticipated movie for the rest of the year just because i love michael fassbender and i love david fincher and it sounds really cool i'm very excited about the supposed new david cronenberg movie coming out um that's exciting uh i don't know the name of it off the top of my head but it's something like um i don't know (laughs) something he's releasing a new movie called i think room 999 and i am all here for a new cronenberg but I don't yeah. know. That might be wrong. Uh, here, I'm actually going to look it up now. But yeah, I love Cronenberg. So the concept of a new Cronenberg is very exciting to me. Yeah. Well, what do you say we get into our uh, movie reviews today? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Do you want me to kick it off or would you like to take um... it first? I'm going to leave this one to you because I am not excited. Sounds good. So uh, today we are reviewing two separate movies. Uh, Me and Jagger have both been really, really busy the past uh, five or six days. So we were each only able to get to one of them. So we are each taking one of of them. Um, And I will start. I am reviewing. Viewing um, Amores Peros. Um, so, gosh, these hiccups, dude. I'm sorry, everybody. Let me see. I have some water in here. Let me see if this will help. Ugh. Because that's going to be a pain if I have to keep. Oh, God, dude. Oh, I hate that. Doesn't don't you guys hate the hiccups? It really sucks. Wait, I was um, I was wrong about the name of the movie real quick, if you don't mind. Four unloved women adrift on a purposeless sea experience the ecstasy of dissection. All right, you can continue. That's, now. That definitely sounds like Cronenberg. 
Um, okay, so Amoris Peros um, came out in the year 2000, um, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu. Um, I did probably botched his name, but I later figured figured out uh, that he also directed Babel and The Revenant and Birdman. Um, so pretty accomplished director. Um, like I've heard of The Revenant and I've heard of Birdman, but I had never heard of this. Um, here's a synopsis for you guys: a fatal, a fatalistic car crash in Mexico City sets off a chain of events in the lives of three persons. A young man aching to run off with his sister-in-law, a supermodel, and a homeless man. Um, Their lives are catapulted into unforeseen circumstances uh, instigated by the seemingly, seemingly inconsequential destiny of a dog. Um... So, essentially, essentially, this movie, it bases around three separate storylines, and it breaks it up into, like, three 42-hour-long-minute uh, parts. Um, so, your first part, you have uh, the story of Octavio and Susanna, um, and Octavio's brother is mar- married to Susanna, but Octavio wants to run off with her. I thought this part was really, really well done. Um, I will be going into spoilers, so uh, Jagger, if you want to deafen at all, but if you or if you j- just don't care, you can do whatever you want, and I can text you when I'm done. Yeah, so uh, Jagger's gonna step away for a second while I get into spoil spoilers because Jagger really wants to see this. So uh, essentially, in this first storyline, we have Oct- Octavio and Susanna, um, and. Oct- Octavio's older brother is married to Susanna. He's super abusive, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed this first little section. Um, it handles the romantic and emotional aspects really well. Um, and it also, you have these aspects of Octavio trying to earn money so they can go away together. Go away together. And the way he does that is he enters his dog into a dog fighting ring. And there's a bunch of sequences about dog fights, and it's it's definitely not something for the faint of heart. It's uh, there as an owner of a dog, as an owner of two dogs, it's very hard to watch. Um, no dogs were harmed in the making of this movie. They make that very clear in the opening credits. Um, but at some points, it's very hard to believe that. <laughs> believe that, especially uh, because it's just. Yeah, it just, everything looks so real. Um, so, yeah, and we have this uh, this storyline, which I thought was really de- well, well done. The cinematography was super interesting. It felt super intimate and raw. Um, Gail Garcia Bernal, who plays Octavio. Uh, sorry, everybody, these hiccups. Uh, I thought he was outstanding. He did a, he did a uh, great job. Um, so, uh, yeah, moving on the next storyline, we have, uh, the storyline of Valeria and, uh, Daniel, um, and essentially their story, Valeria is a, uh, supermodel, um, and Daniel leaves his wife for Valeria and they have a relationship, 
Um, and this one uh, plays out more like a romance, more like a straight-up romance. Um, I thought it was super well done. Uh, great acting from uh, both people. Um, and I should I should mention that uh, we get little glimpses into the other storylines uh, that are not being focused on, but we still still get little glimpses into what's happening with them. And these separate storylines are just to focus really primarily on the people themselves. Um, but yeah, that storyline was super well done. I didn't love it as much as the first one, but um, I still thought it was super good. And finally, we have my favorite, the homeless man. Um, he's only His only name is no, known as El Chivo, and basically you learn that he's like an ex-gorilla, and now he's like a hired assassin, but he's homeless and lives with all these dogs, and uh, it's just about him getting a new job, like a new job to go kill someone, and about him going about that and trying to figure fix things with his daughter it's really heartbreaking but um emilio echevera uh did an outstanding job i th i think um and uh, i just i absolutely loved him in this i think this was the best of the three storylines um and it was so as a whole i thought this was a really really solid movie um and i thought that it was just, it was, uh, it was a, it, well, I wouldn't say it was a good time, but it was a good watch. It was compelling. Um, I think it was very, I was very engaged throughout the entirety. They do a good job of balancing all three of these storylines, um, which you don't see too often. Um, and I thought it was, I mean, I definitely think it belongs on the IMDb Top 250 for sure. Um, this is one of the better foreign films I've, I've seen. Um, I think uh, that the gentleman who plays uh, El Chivo wins the movie 100%, or the director. It was super expertly di directed, and it was really impressive to watch that as well. Um and, I mean, I think it, it's hard because it doesn't really have a main character. Like, you have a main character for, like, 40 minutes, and then the storyline completely changes, and you don't see that character for the last part of the movie. Um, so, it's just, it's interesting. Um, so, I don't think there's really um, a person here that could beat Jack Torrance in a fight, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, oh, what's the other one we always do? Oh, my tracker's usually here to remind me. Um, I thought this is an outstanding film. Um, most rewatchable scene. That's a hard one, because there's so much in here. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anything is su super rewatchable. You can't really choose anything in the first hour because most of it is dog fights. Um, uh, the most impactful was the end when uh, the El Chivo he leaves a message on his uh, daughter's answer answering machine. 
Um, that was probably most impactful for me. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that's, I think Jagger should be coming up. That's about all I have to say. I mean, if you want to do, if you like to like this, uh, go check out Magnolia. That's a Paul Thomas Sanderson's film. Um, that is a, uh, it's similar in the way it balances a bunch of different storylines. Um, so if you like that type of idea, um, go check out Magnolia. Tom, Tom Cruise is in it. John C. John C. Riley, really, really stacked cast. Um, really good. Um, also, if um, go check out if you like this director, go check out Birdman, um, which is a uh, outstanding film with Michael Keaton and The Revenant, which is the only movie Leo uh, Leo has ever won an Oscar for. So go check out both of those. Um, those are both uh, pretty solid. Um, if you like uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, who played Octavio, and I always take out a chance to shout out this film, uh, go check out E2 Mama Tambien, directed by Alfonso Coron, um, and that's an outstanding film. Uh, go check out, I mean, he's in Coco, um, let's see, oh gosh, I am sorry, everybody. Uh, go check out uh, Werewolf by Night is a really, really good one. Um, that that was the Halloween special last year for uh, uh, for uh, Marvel. I really enjoyed that personally. Uh, um, yeah, so now let's see if Jagger um, wants to come back. Maybe we'll just edit this out. Yeah, so that's my review of Amores Pedos and uh, an outstanding uh, film that definitely belongs on the IMDb Top 250. Um, now Jagger is going to take us into his review of Pathos Pancheros, I believe I'm saying that right? Um, I, um, think, I think it's Pathos Panchali. Yeah, wasn't even close, but uh, Jagger, why don't you kick it off with your review of our second film today? I Real, really quick, say I don't think you're gonna want to leave for this one because don't worry, you're not gonna want to watch it. Unlike Amoris Peros, this movie, and I'm gonna preface with this, does not belong on the IMDb top 250 in any way, shape, or form. Um, in fact, it is probably one of the least enjoyable movie experiences I've sat through in my entire life, and it was a horrific nightmare of a thing to sit through. Now, I understand where you could say that this is a technically very impressive film, because, like, great cinematography, the music is incredible. Um, anyone that says that this is, like, art or the greatest film they've ever seen, they are totally lying to you. And I understand that that could sound mean, but this is not one of those movies, and I love my dinner with Andre, so I can't necessarily speak, because that's a movie about two guys sitting at a table for two hours having a conversation. This movie is from 1955. It feels like it's from 1955, and at no point during do you ever, like, sit and think, 
man, this feels new, because it doesn't. And I hate to say that, you know, because I love a good old movie, you know, a classic yeah. movie. This didn't age well at all, and it was not... Yeah. It was so, such a miserable watch. Now, if you ask, yeah. and we asked the question, what's the most rewatchable scene? There's nothing here. And I gave yeah. it two stars because of its technical, like, incredibleness. God, th- mm-hmm. I, I love a Slice of Life movie. In fact, I would go as far as to say the 400 blows. And I'm going to start doing the 100 rating system. I'm working on my own way to, like, work it out. Um, yeah. On a 100 rating system, I would have the 400 blows at a 100 out of 100 perfect film. I think that the 400 yeah. blows was masterful as far as it went with its slice of life concept and like its yeah. complete realism. This was a nightmare. And mm-hmm. I don't know what else I can add. And you like gave some good, like a good, you lasted a while talking about Morris Perros. There is nothing else I can say about this movie because it's a very, very face value. This is what we're giving you. This is what you're going to get movie. And that's yeah. it. So I gave it two stars. We are going to get back to one of my favorite segments, one of Jagger's favorite segments, high and low. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. Jagger, why don't you kick it off? Oh, my God. So our last episode was what? Um, I don't even remember. Cool Hand Luke, right? Our last episode of this was Cool Hand Luke, which since Cool Hand Luke, I have watched so many movies. Um, yeah, all right, speed round. Give them to us. Give them to us? All right. Shining on a rewatch. Absolutely fantastic. Dinner with Andre on a rewatch. Trey, you have to watch that movie. It is absolutely spectacular. Um, I know. When, when Harry Met Sally. I had so much fun with that. So good. Um, one of my favorite rom-coms I've seen in a good while, and I am a sucker for a rom-com. Um, the Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, that movie was my entire childhood. Somewhere back in one of those closets, I have the... PS2 game of the Spiderwick Chronicles. Dude, I loved the Spiderwick Chronicles growing up. That movie, that those books, that game, that was my entire life for at least five years. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. Alright, can we just story? Can I run a quick story? May I? Do it. Do um, it, man. Way back when, I was probably about five, six years old, I was yeah. fully convinced. Because I had now read all the books, I had seen the movie... I had my own replica of the hand guide that they run off of. Yeah. I was yeah. dead convinced that fairies and stuff were real. Um, so I would like, I had a full little cardboard workshop in my room that I would make ways to defend ogres. So me and Hell, my sister yeah, so much fun with that. Uh, yeah. So that's a quick story for it. Uh, past lives. That was pretty great i mean i don't think it's going to do as well with oscar buzz than everyone's saying it's going to um yeah i think really good things though it is really good it's just not gonna do as well at the oscars as people are saying um big daddy i watched just another adam sandler emotional masterpiece because he's really good with those uh stop making sense this was i think the first time i went to see it uh that was an incredible experience. Uh, I watched Nova Iceman Reborn in his in history class. 
Uh, so I mm-hmm. lo- so I logged it. Uh, it was a pretty solid documentary. It's like an hour long. <laughs> so that was Dude, good. We love it when we can watch stuff at school and then log it. That's the best. Yes. Uh, I came home that night and watched No Hard Feelings, which was funny. I mean, that's all I can really say about it. It wasn't. I special. I had a really I had a really solid time with it. Like you don't get that many raunchy co- comedies. Yeah. Like that nowadays and i was like oh sweet raunchy comedies we're back like i had a really good time with it i think jennifer lawrence also really just shines in the comedic genre the moment where matthew broderick came out and she was like oh what's your name my name's laird that had me <laughs> laughing dude so matthew broderick was so good in that movie matthew broderick is the king of like the raunchy comedy and you cannot tell me otherwise um, after that, uh, the next day I watched Brain Damage, which I cannot wait to hear your opinion on, because it is one of know, the- I am excited. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever watched. Um. Yeah. That night, I watched Blue Velvet, heard you saying that it was a fun oh, yeah. movie. I had no- I, Hey, okay, I never said it was fun. I did, never said that. I believe you did. I <laughs> think you said, yeah, it's a really fun lynch. And I was like, oh, I'm a fan of a fun lynch. And then I put it on. And I left emotionally wrecked and uh, like completely nauseous, having no. I'm like a hundred percent sure I I've never said this is a fun watch. It I wasn't. said it's a good watch. Well, whatever you said, I did not enjoy myself. But it was an extremely good film. Um, I can't deny that. It's an that. outstanding film. So I would recommend you check that out. I'm not like Roger Ebert who shot that movie down so far into the ground. Um. Roger Ebert shoots every good movie into the ground. Um, Maniac, I watched. Maniac's a lot of fun. Yeah. Maniac's a lot of fun. Uh, I went to see Barbie again. I mean... Hell yeah. Who doesn't Fucking masterpiece. Uh, Barbie's a masterpiece. Fight me. It's... It is. It is. It is. Um, I watched Opal again, the Jack Stauber movie. I was not in the right state of mind for something that weird. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw your review of that. Yeah, uh, but I think it is pretty good. I just wasn't really vibing with it then. Stop Making Sense, I watched again there. Uh-oh, we'll get back to that one in a second. I rewatched Requiem for a Dream because this is coming up on our October list. Oh my god, where could I even start? I'm not gonna start because you still haven't seen it. Um, yeah. The Lighthouse I then proceeded to watch again, having a much better time than I did the first time. And even though the first time I gave it four and a half, I gave it five stars this time. It was incredible. I watched the great film. I watched the Owen Patnod short future lights, which made me feel like an idiot. Cause I was reading other people's reviews and they were like, this movie represents anxiety in the greatest form. And I was like, dude, I just saw a big flashing purple light for two minutes, but it was, it was sounded cool and it looked cool. So yeah, but we like supporting our fellow content creators yeah our endeavors we love owen it's very unique and that's what i could say about a lot of this stuff it's all very unique so i respect it um and it's definitely got a big vision behind it uh i reviewed igor because who doesn't love igor i mean that's hell yeah dude great stuff oh hello on broadway i reviewed for the 14th time one more time and i'm at 15 finally uh i I watched stop making sense again here uh (laughs) the amazing bulk I, I had a really bad run for a minute. The Amazing Bulk at Half a Star, which was one of the worst experiences I've had in my entire life, but God, was it funny. The Animal, yeah. the animal at Half a Star, Rob Schneider can't take lead roles. Hoodwinked at Half a Star. 
I don't know why that movie exists. It's not. I, I used to love Hoodwinks growing up. I thought that movie was awesome. <laughs> it's the worst animation I've seen in my entire life. And I mean animation style. It's really, really bad. Um, then I watched Malignant, which is almost as bad as Hoodwinked at one star. Um, it's not true. Go watch Malignant. It's peak horror. Poison. Um, Poison at four and a half. I mean, Poison was... It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, one of Wes's better shorts that we'll come to see. Uh, and I don't have them all logged, but just know that all Wait, of them are Wait, like good. Wes talks like our buddy Wes? No, Wes Anderson. Oh, I was like, uh, wait, our buddy Wes has a short? Uh, the Rat Catcher, which is the next Wes short, uh, two and a half. I don't have the other two logged, but just know that they're both really, really good. Uh, I forgot to log them. I should probably log yeah. them. Uh, maybe I'll log them tomorrow. Uh, the Flash, I watched again at four and a half. I love that movie so much. Then I watched Meg to the Trench at one and a half stars. Saw the first one at four and a half. Woke up the next day, watched Saw X at four and a half. Child's Play at four and a half. Halloween at five. And Pather Punchali at two. Yeah, you were on a run there near the end. Um, yeah. Let me ask, because I'm a huge fan of the first Meg. I have it at three and a half stars. Um, I just, I have uh a like i just have a really good time with it anytime i watch it um is the are you one do you feel the same way and two i don't i don't is, i don't like the meg i don't like it okay um and okay. is meg to the trench any better no the meg to the trench uh absolutely horrific and um here's my review Jason Statham, see you later, chum, me, audible, groan. Awful movie with some fun, admittedly, just really, really, really bad. Uh, and the thing about it is that it's not only just, like, the Meg. It's like a Tyrannosaurus, some little, like, dino lizards. I don't know, it's so much weird. Yeah, like, I know, that's why I want to watch it. And there's, like, a guy I just love... There's a guy that's able to kill the dino, like, the shark with his laser pointer. None of it makes any sense. None of it I is love, good. I just love shark movies, and I love Jason Statham when Jason's like, when he's like, oh, we need to get this shark. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to harpoon it through the eye. You want to know it's like, a lot better? Just... What? Big Shark, Tommy Wiseau. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We need right. to save Norlin. Uh, continue. God. Okay, so going back to the Cool Hand Luke episode. First of all, right before I watched Cool Hand Luke, I watched Hook. I want to shout out Hook, um, Steven Spielberg's Hook. I know he says he doesn't like it, but I absolutely adore that film. Uh, five stars, a certified Hook classic instead of Hood classic. It's Hook classic. Well, but um, I have a great time with that film. I love anything Robin Williams. Um, so just uh, love that one. Um, watch the two first, the two uh, first oceans movies. So I watched eleven and twelve. Uh, eleven is a masterpiece. That's the best heist movie to ever exist. Um, and Oceans Twelve is almost just as good. Um, yeah, Jagger, I don't know what your thoughts are on the Oceans movies. I don't know if you've seen them, um, but I quite enjoy them. Um, I have not seen the Oceans movies yet. But I will watch okay. them soon because they do look good. They yeah, look they're good. really fun. It's really they're just like you have these stat casts, a really uh, well written script, 
um, that keeps you engaged. I mean, Steven Stoderberg, who directed stuff like Logan Lucky and Kimmy um, and Contagion, uh, he directed them. Um, and they're just like the really quick, snappy, fun. If you're a fan of Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Matt Damon, any of those guys, you're going to be a fan of this film. Don Cheadle is in it. Um, oh, my God. Those uh, are all really good. What was his name in that? In Boogie Nights? Oh, God. Don Buck. Cheadle's character? Yeah. Buck. I don't remember. Ah, dang it. It was Buck something, and it was really funny. Yeah. Um, then after that, I watched Fantastic Beasts. Um, I feel the same way about these movies that I do about the Hobbit movies. Any time spent in the Wizarding World is a time well spent. Um, I watched The Breakup, which was fine, I guess. Jennifer Aniston, Vince Vaughn. Um, I watched When Harry Met Sally, which I think you just watched, too. Um, very, very, very good. One of the best romantic comedies I've ever seen. Um, I watched Stand By Me, um, which still holds up as, in my opinion, probably the greatest coming-of-age movie ever. Um, I watched The Princess Bride, five stars, easily. I watched, uh, a movie called VHS, which was a found footage one that wasn't very good. Um, oh, I have some hot takes in here. Um, they live five stars, uh, starting off the hot takes. I have inception at two stars. I don't think it's that good. I think it should be called midception. Um, 44 out of a hundred. I think it's Nolan's weakest. Um, let's see. Full metal jacket. Um, I'm trying to skip around here. Uh, got into David Lynch for the first time. Uh, so I watched blue velvet and lost highway. Um, which were both outstanding, both at four and a half stars. Um, Lost Highway just edges out Blue Velvet just a bit. Um, watched Scream for a pod, which was outstanding. Um, I watched the third Conjuring, which was a real step down from the second one. I hate all that. Um, None of them are good. <laughs> well, yeah, we know. We know. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm also just like, I have a massive crush on Vera, Vera Farmiga. Um, and I think Patrick Wilson is the coolest man alive. So I love those films. Um, oh, I watched something that I thought you would enjoy. It's called Fractured. I only gave it three stars, but I still had a good time with it. It's really interesting. Um, directed by Brad Anderson, who also directed The Machinist. I don't know if you've gotten around to The Machinist yet. I have seen The Machinist, um, yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah, and that's like a really cool mindfuck movie um christian bale uh but it's with sam worthington um and it's another one of those like uh mindfuck movies um steven tobolowski is in it who uh he's just been in a bunch of like odd stuff but he's an actor i really like um <clears throat> let's see what else what else what else what else lighthouse four and a half stars oh this is one I want to shout out um, that I I don't see that too many people have seen. Um, yeah, Jagger, you don't you haven't seen it. Um, the Demolition. Um, this okay. was a film. I have Demolition right down there on DVD. I'll get around to it soon. I'll get around. Yeah, it soon. It, it's a it, it's a really interesting film. It's a really interesting look on grief. And, and how how to handle death and survivor's guilt and all this different stuff. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal gives what I think is one of the better performances in his career. Um, 
It's directed by the same guy who did Dallas Buyers Club, Dallas Buyers Club, and Wild. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. Go check that out. Uh, again, it's called Demolition. Um, I rented it at my local video store um, because I can't ever find it anywhere. Also, shout out to Movie Madness, which is my that's my local video store. Um, that's where I'm a member at, and I can I rent movies all the time. Um, but like, just shout out to video stores in general. Like, if you can find a video store that's still a thing, get our membership there. It's so much easier than having to rent movies online, and um, you can support them. And like the one I'm I'm based I'm based out of Portland, so uh, there's Movie Madness in Portland, and they have a screening room, and they do three free screenings every Sunday. So you can just show up and watch a movie there. Um, and they have like snacks and stuff. Like last Sunday, they were doing. Um, the their 9 p.m. screening uh, was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, I did I didn't get to it because it was sold out. But um, <clears throat> just go check out your local video store. Um, shout out to Movie Madness. We love Movie Madness. Um, and then I mean I gave watch with my buddies. Ah, uh, Peak Cinema. Peak. It's Peak Cinema. Um, it's perfect. Um, I watched Looper for the first time. Um, which I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, oh gosh, where am I going? Pull up my letterbox. Um, who also did The Last Jedi, um, which I think was a really good Star Wars film. Um, wow, Gunch has that at five stars. God, I respect that. Um, and he also directed Knives Out and Glass Onion. Um, it's like a sci-fi action thriller um, that I really enjoyed. Jagger, are you good? What are you doing? The microphone fell off. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna try to speed through these last few. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna choose like three or four of these to talk about. Okay. First of all, The Hobbit. Jagger, are you a fan of? Um. Are you a fan Don't of Lord of the Rings? Don't get me started on Lord of the Rings. I, you know I haven't seen any of them. Oh, shit. I always forget. I always forget. Okay. I watched The Hobbit. Um, really nervous to watch that after Lord, because I hold the Lord of the Rings so highly. Return of the King is number eight all time for me. Um, and I quite, I really enjoyed my time. Again, same thing I said with Fantastic Beasts. Any time spent in Middle Earth is time well spent, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he was like... It's just, um, uh, it's, I don't know. I, there's something about Middle Earth that feels, I think a lot of us use movies as a way to escape. And I, there's something about Middle Earth that feels, it feels like escapism at its highest, you know? Like, if you just sit there, and I've been trying to be more intentional when I watch movies, like not sit on my phone, not play games, because sometimes I like to do that, like do a crossword while I watch a movie or something like that. But I've been trying to be more intentional and just sit there and watch the film. Um, and I find the, the more I do that, the more engaged I can get in the story. And I just had such a swell time with this film. Um... Yeah, I cried. I definitely cried. Um, it was very good. 
so yeah, if you're if you're a Lord of the Rings fan who's nervous about the Hobbit movies, check them out. I mean, at least I've only seen the first one so far, and I had a swell time. Martin Freeman uh, is an outstanding actor. He's super underrated, um, and he was very good in this. Uh, next one I want to talk about is um, I watched Seaspiracy, uh, which is a documentary um, about the commercial fishing industry and all this stuff and how the commercial fishing industry is like ruining our environment and killing the oceans and da 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 da, da. um really good well-made documentary um i'm not i'm now vegetarian because of this documentary um it was it did not sit well with me um i would definitely go recommend checking it out it is on letterbox's top 250 documentaries um so something to check off that list um, but I really enjoy it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, really informative. Um, second to last one, The Departed. Jagger, have you seen The Departed? Uh, no, I have not seen it, but I've heard great things. Well, I give it two stars. Um, I just don't like The Departed. Um, I don't love Leo. I think there's multiple people who could have been better cast in this movie. I think Jack Nicholson, this is easily the worst performance of his career. Probably not the worst, but this movie is the start of when his career started going downhill. He really phones it in in this movie. Okay, so now I can actually say this because, like, I was always scared to say it. I don't like Leo DiCaprio. Um, oh, yeah, me neither. I don't think he's very good. I think he's a very overrated actor that has very few great 100%. performances. And I think a lot of his movies are super overrated, like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff. I don't think they're nearly as good as people say. And See, here's, the, here's the problem with Leo, is people people correlate a great movie with a great acting performance. Like, they have to be exclusive. They don't have to be ex Like, they can be uncorrelated. You can have a great movie, an all-time great movie, with some fine acting like solid acting performances nothing like outstanding you know like look at um like wolf of wall street wolf of wall street is a great film that is a great film but leo gives a solid performance he's good he's really good he's not great um look at once upon a time in hollywood that is an outstanding film but it's not because Leo gives an all-time performance. No, it's because Quentin Tarantino directed it, and he knows how to make a good film. Um, so they don't have to be like they don't have to be always together as a great acting performance and a great film. Like they can be two separate things, and you can have a great acting performance in a really bad film. Um, so I totally agree with you there. I think Leo's overrated. Um, I think there was some really bad cop movie with DiCaprio, or not with DiCaprio, with De Niro and Pacino in it. I cannot remember the name of it for the life Heat? of me now. Uh, no, Heat is incredible. Heat is phenomenal. Oh. Um, I have Heat at three stars. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, oh, okay, we're talking about this for a minute. Heat is I Heat is one of the great, most well-acted movies I've seen in my entire life. Now, is Al Pacino... I also... I, okay, continue. Yeah, I can acknowledge that. Val Kilmer... Here, I'm going to get up while I'm talking about this. Val Kilmer is like... He gives easily the best performance, I think, in that movie. Um, but it's just like... I'm... I'll defend... And, I'll defend Al Pacino I've tried, all the way. I've tried to... 
like been like okay I because I've been like I just don't like Michael Mann but then I'm like okay I'm gonna try to watch some more Michael Mann movies I think it's that I just don't like Michael Mann as a director Collateral which I've seen people hold super highly like at like a four four and a half stars I gave like three and a half um I think I just don't like him as a director and I don't like his movies um which I'm not saying like De Niro or Pacino are bad actors. I'm just saying I don't like that movie. Okay. Well, and I do like it. I just think it's extremely overhyped. I think it's fine. All right. And I will defend Al Pacino all the way, but I can't defend him in that movie. I mean, there are some lines in there that hey. are so incredibly stupid that they're undefendable. I think I do need to give it a rewatch. I think it's something that I need to rewatch with more because I watched it pretty early on in my film because I didn't get in, as people know, I didn't get into cinema till. Um, fe- I didn't download Letterboxd till late February. So, and that was pretty early on in my film journey. So I think I need to give that a rewatch now that I've have more stuff under my belt. Cause it's a long movie and it's a movie that is not necessarily fully action based. It does have a lot of like, this is these people's lives type of stuff. So I think that it is a movie that you should definitely give a rewatch to now with more like experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last one, well, real quick, watch National Treasure, three and a half stars. I also I think Nick Cage. Stars. I watched that movie Nick last Cage year was, in history class. So yeah, continue. Nick Cage, I, Nick Cage was born to play Ben Gates. <laughs> um, I'm going to steal the Declar- Declaration of Independence. He's just like, he's so good. Um, and I have such good. a good time. Nick Cage was that born movie. to be the guy in this new dream scenario movie coming out. <laughs> That movie looks weird. We didn't touch on that. I'm so excited for that. That movie looks sick. Did you see the part in the trailer where he's like, like coming through the door? (laughs) Nick Cage is born to play the weirdest characters. There's some really bizarre A24 stuff coming out soon, man. And I'm so excited about all of it. I know. I love A24, man. They will never fail to be making original content in a world filled with commercialized cinema we always will have A24 with weird shit. Oh, also, uh, if you get to go on Letterboxd, um, there's a movie called The Greenhouse Effect. It's under A24 stuff, and the poster alone makes me so confused. Now, I put it on my watch list right now because I was just looking at A24. Mm-hmm. I, look at it. Like, if you, like, it's called The Greenhouse Effect. Yeah, I'll add it to my watch list after we're done recording. It's a 10-minute um, short, and it's a really poorly photoshopped picture of a horse with, like, five people in front of it. I don't understand. So, yeah, A24 always weird. pumping out the weirdest stuff. So, yeah, respect yeah. to you, A24. Um, you're willing to take some risks. So, last one I want to touch on. I watched Terrifier 2 today. Jagger tried to get me to watch Terrifier uh, for the longest time. I had a good time with it. I thought it was average. I thought it was a little bit above average. Um, I loved the goriness. I just wanted more. Um, and boy, does Terrifier 2 give you more. Like, you thought it couldn't get more gory? Oh, it can. It can. That is easily the most disgusting movie I have ever watched. God, there were some scenes in that where I was just like, oh, my God, why am I watching this? All right, we're Um, we're going to have to dive into this in a second because I found it to be extremely disappointing with the gore, so I'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, but that's all I have for, uh, that's all I wanted to talk about for, um, 
Uh, okay. Shit. Terrifier? Yeah, for high-low. That's all I wanted to talk about. All right. Well, can we take this time to talk about Terrifier 2 a little bit? Because this was, again, one of those movies that when it first came out, um, everyone was saying something along the lines of, I vomited in the theater watching this movie. Twelve people <laughs> ran out because they were about to slip into a coma from what was displayed on this horrific screen. And they were running, running like NC-17 showings where if you were under the age of 21, you couldn't get in. So immediately me and all my friends waited until it came to Prime so that we could have an excuse to watch it. And it made us put yeah. in like a birth an identification passcode. So we were like, my this gosh. is about to be so insane. And we're sitting there. Yeah. And suddenly the two hours and 36 minute mark pops up on the bottom of the screen. It is not two hours and 36 minutes. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Look up the length of Terrifier 2 right now. I will. Terrifier 2 runtime. Terrifier 2 is... An hour and 18 minutes. No, 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 no. Not an hour and 18 minutes. Two hours and 18 minutes. Two hours and 18 minutes. Sorry. Okay. It is not two hours and 36 minutes. Th there's no way it's only two hours and 18 minutes. It is. Okay. That's still ludicrous. For, minutes. That's still ludicrous for a slasher film. No doubt. I disagree. Um, I thought it was a... I wish this movie was longer. Okay. It is not that gory either, which made me really mad. Because after all wow. this birth identification stuff, it's like, what happens? There's that one part where he's, like, cutting the top of her head off, and then he, like, pours the salt and the bleach, and she's still half alive. Yeah, and all dude, that. that was sucked. <laughs> that was shocked. And that was the only part where I was really like, ugh. The rest of it, I was just like, oh, this is stupid. And at some point, in its two-hour and 18-minute runtime, I was just waiting for something to happen because they were establishing this horrific story about this girl that wants to, like, go out with this thing on, like, wings for Halloween. But I... I the mother's acting. The mother's acting. Oh, yeah, dude. She sucked ass, man. <laughs> she <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> It was not even funny how horrific her performance was and how it almost felt like she was doing worse than Tommy Wiseau. And, I mean, you can dig deeper and deeper. Like, I mean, I cannot even continue to talk about how awful the story was and how there was actually no story, but they were trying to, like, show that there is a story here. And the story's not there. And I've watched it, like, two, three times now. See, I disagree. I disagree. I had a quite... I thought the plot was much better than the first one. Um, I thought the cinema... It just felt more like the director had more experience under his belt um, in making movies. Um, I thought it was a better film. I think the goriness was much better. I There was a few moments where I was like... <gasps> Like, when the he caves the chick's chest in. Okay, yeah. Also, the part where he pulls the guy's genitals off. That was weird. Um, oh, dude, that was fucking crazy. Sorry, sorry, language. That was crazy. That was wild. I was not expecting that. Oh, what about the part where he's standing there naked in front of the small child? And, like, playing patty cake with her, and then the guy looks over. That was fucking weird. That was then, fucking weird. 
he realizes that the guy is staring at him standing naked playing patty cake by himself, so he proceeds to jam a broom through his head. Yeah, this movie just made me more excited for Terrifier 3. Did you hear what they're saying about Terrifier 3, though? What? That it's go- that the person doing the effects looked the director in the eyes and said, are you sure you want to do this? Hell yes. So they didn't oh. even question this first or the second one. Were there some weird parts in the first one where he, like, <laughs> some weird stuff in the first one? But he didn't question any of it. And now with this one, he's really like, are you sure you want to put that on screen? So I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. excited. 138 minutes. Oh my God. All right. So do we want to get, we've renamed our final segment of the episode um, as, to... what are we calling it? Just Jagger and Trey just shooting the shit. Yapping. Jagger and Trey catching up. <laughs> Jagger and Trey just yapping. Um, yeah, bro. So, all right. Um, oh, comfortable. So this is essentially just going to be a bit where we just talk and you listen and it's probably going to end up being funny because that's how this works out. Um, yeah, because we're, we're we, uh, controversial to popular opinion. We are friends in real life. Like we talk outside of this. So um, it'll probably be funny. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. You have once said that the best Zelda game is Breath of the Wild, or uh, no, Ocarina of Time. I, I said like, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Ocarina yeah. of Time. I don't like people who say Breath of the Wild. That makes me mad. Breath of the Wild is totally okay. Breath of the Wild is an outstanding game, though. I will say that. That's that's. Series. I don't think it's the best, but I will say it's very, very good. Yeah, the new one sucks. The new one's awful. Oh, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I haven't, I don't. On the Wii, especially, I haven't played any new video. I mean, I played Super Mario 3D World. That game was sick. On the Wii U. Do you remember the Wii U before the Switch? Don't even talk. I've got... I have a Wii, a Wii U, and an N64 all set up on this TV back here. You see the N64 Hell, right back yeah. here? yeah. So you have, like, your gamepad? Yes. God, I... When when I didn't get to play with the gamepad, I was pissed off. I was like, no, I want to play with the gamepad. Um, um, the Wii U we, is we so hated on. Debatedly, and I'd say debatedly, because a lot of people are going to fight me on this, maybe the best Nintendo console. Because it is a... I'd agree with that. It's a great two-in-one. You can play the Wii games, you can play the Wii U games, and both of those catalogs are great. Yeah. Um, also, it has Nintendo Land. One of the most goaded Nintendo games. You just unlocked, like, like, a core memory. I haven't thought about that game in forever. Playing uh, Luigi's Ghost Mansion or whatever, yes. that shit was crazy. Oh, what about that thing where there's the balloons on the back of the cars and you're just, like, trying to hit the balloons? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Or the uh, Toad Racing one. Yes! The Zelda one. Do you remember yes. the Zelda one? Oh, my God. Yes! Oh, my God, that Dude. game was incredible. Um, hey, right. I saw you were playing uh, Fortnite the other day. Yeah. Did you hear? Yeah. Respect to you, man. Like, I know I'm going to get hate for this, and people are going to be like, oh, Trey, you're such a child. Okay, fine. I love playing Fortnite. I have such a good time with that game. Like, I don't care what you say. Sure, it's probably made for kids. Sure, they do too many collaborations. I love their collaborations. I get to go in and I get to be Optimus Prime carrying Captain America's shield and wielding Ahsoka's lightsaber. Hell yes, please. <laughs> I mean, 
I read a really funny review because you know how Across the Spider-Verse is totally going to get nominated for everything this year? Across the Spider-Verse. It better win. It better win animated Best Picture. It will. Um, But I read a yeah. really funny review that said the Oscars this year are going to look like a Fortnite lobby. That made me laugh. <laughs> All um, these mashups. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Like, okay, here's my plan. So now that Ash yeah. Williams is officially in every single game ever now. Uh, oh, yeah, he just showed up in Call of Duty, right? He's in Call of Duty, Dead by Daylight, Evil Dead the Game, Fortnite, some other game that I cannot remember the name Wait, of. Wait, he's right in now. Fortnite now? When did he get in Fortnite? When Evil Dead Rise first came out. <laughs> what? I need to go look in the store for this and buy it. This is the only... I want to Williams when... This was the only skin that I play as now in Fortnite. Um... Because why not? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought that that was really funny because now he's in everything. Um, and there's a really funny clip if you look it up. There's an interview with a Bruce Campbell Ask Me Anything. And someone said, when is Ash coming to Fortnite? And he said, Ash don't need no Fortnite. And that made me laugh. And, and then like two Bruce Campbell later, is just that guy, you know? <laughs> Have you seen Bruce Campbell's um Instagram? No. Well, I'm not on Instagram. Oh, Bruce Campbell's Instagram is him with Snapchat filters doing voices. Oh my god, it is the funniest thing. Um. <sighs> okay, as far as our Hooptober lineup goes, um, yes, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be consistently entertaining because I have picked movies exclusively with the concept of them being very, like, divisive? That's the word, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. divisive. Uh, That you might hate half of these. Um, And that's the thing. Uh, I don't know exactly what type of movie you find interesting when it comes to horror movies. So I knew that you loved Hereditary, and I knew that you loved um, Malignant. So I just threw in some (laughs) curveballs. Um, I was. I mean, assuming... as long as it it's interesting and it's original and it's not terrible. Okay, I'll be. I'll be you, cool. You haven't seen American Psycho yet, right? No, not yet. All right. Um, have you seen The Burbs? Nope. Have you seen Nightmare Before Christmas? Of course. Of course. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Perfect. Uh, have you seen Reanimator? No, but I've heard things about it. All right, so you're gonna have fun. Alright, because <laughs> if you haven't seen Reanimator, then you have not seen any of the Hen and Lauder stuff. It yeah. is a weird set of movies. And that was my goal here. Maniac, Basket Case, Frankenhooker, Brain Damage, Reanimator, Inland Empire, yeah. and maybe Misery are all movies yeah. that are going to be very, very bizarre uh, and a great lineup. So, Misery, is that the Stephen King one? Yeah, where she, like, takes the sledgehammer to the guy's ankles. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm excited for that. I love Stephen Anything Stephen King. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, we got a good lineup for that. So everyone listening, please go check out our October episodes that are coming out. They're great. Yeah. Hey, did I show you my collector's edition 4K Escape from New York Blu-ray? No, you didn't. No, you did not. Check out that shit. Oh, my God. How sick is that? That's awesome. But I've also got one thing I wanted to show you. Uh, so this okay. just came in the mail the other day, and I gotta show you. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm yeah, a huge nerd. Oh. 
I'm a huge nerd when it comes to TV shows. Um, and yeah. the best TV show in the entirety of television, I hope we agree on this, is easily Breaking Bad, right? We all agree on this. Sure. All right. Are, are you a fan of Breaking Bad? I am a huge fan of Breaking Bad. I can't... Okay, I'll say it is the best TV show. I'm not... It's not my favorite. Okay. That's fair. Um, what just came in the mail? The Breaking Bad Complete Series box set. Hell yes. Um, but, like, if you open it, it's got, like, these books in it. And I just want to show this off real quick. So you got season yeah. one, uh, season two, yep. and it's just, like, the cover for each season. But, yeah. dude, this is so sick. I I, I had a complete... Is this just going to turn into us showing off our favorite pieces of physical media that we own? If so, I am totally ready for that. Okay, but before before that, I got a question for you. Yes. What is your all-time favorite TV shows? Not what you think is the greatest show of all time, but what is your all-time favorite okay. TV show? Even though Breaking Bad is incredible, I personally prefer Better Call Saul when it comes down to enjoyment. I think it's okay. super fun. Um, TV shows. Yeah. Arrested Development. I love mm. Arrested Development. I... I tried to get into that, and I was just never, I was never able to get into it. That was before I f actually found Jason Bateman funny. Um, All right, so maybe I need to go check it out now because I do now really enjoy him, Jason Bateman. Him, David Cross, and Tony Hale, I could say, yeah, are all so funny. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Oh, how could I forget? He's the best. Will Arnett is one of my favorite voice actors, actually. South Park is great. I love South Park. Um, I might tell everyone. My apologies. Um, South Park is great. Other shows. My, my two go-tos, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because I'm just... Yes. Sorry, everybody. I'm trying to find my coolest criterions. Oh, um, I got my criterions right up here. Whenever you want to dig down that hole, I'll bring them all up. <laughs> Uh, I, um, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, I think is my, that's my all-time favorite. It's, it's in contention, though, with, uh, New Girl. I love New Girl. All right, um, wait, 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 I didn't even get to, okay, so you're saying all-time favorite? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got a tie-up between Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, and Whose Line Is It Anyway? You know what's weird? Yeah. I hate Seinfeld. But I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. I Okay, that's justifiable. You saved it. Because when you said I hate Seinfeld, I kind of like, whoa. Like, I, I got to chill down my spine. But if you love Curb Your Enthusiasm, then that makes up for it. Um, yeah. Whose line is it anyway? And also Crank Yankers. That's so funny. Where it's like they record prank calls and recreate it with puppets. God, that made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna grab some criterions real quick. I'm gonna grab. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I will. I will say this, everybody. Um, I do love The Office. I know we haven't mentioned that, but I personally, I absolutely adore The Office. Um, so while Jagger's gone, um, I get to show off all my movies. I don't know why I just did that voice, but it happened. Um, this is what happens when you've been recording for almost two hours. Um, your brain starts shutting down. 
and I'm just talking to you guys by myself right now. I really hope you're listening up to this point. It makes us feel good when you guys listen to our podcast. It's kind of crazy that people actually care what I have to say about movies and film. Um, never thought I would get to this point. So just want to say we appreciate all of you. I think I started at 15 followers on TikTok, and I think I'm just about to hit 400. So thank you, everybody, for all the support you give us. We love it. Um, I know Jagger would say the same thing if he was sitting here right now. Um, yeah, we just we love all of you, and we thank you for supporting us. Please share us with your friends. Um, if you're not part of our giveaway yet, uh, we both have pin pages um, or pin videos on our TikTok pages. Um, so go check those out. Um, in the giveaway, you can enter for a chance to win. Um, a bunch of four, like the entire Harry Potter collection in 4K, the entire James Bond collection in Blu-rays, the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy in 4K, John Wick one through one through three 4Ks, uh, a region blue, a region free Blu-ray player. Um, you can win. Jagger donated a bunch of uh, international DVDs. Um, I'm donating three Criterion's of your choice. Um, so yeah, go check out our pin pages that all finishes when we're all at a thousand followers, all the people were that are tagged in that video. Um, there's three other, uh, gentlemen who are doing it with us. Um, Wes, who we've had on Gunch, who we've had on another gentleman, uh, real for real. Um, so go check us out and we appreciate real. Jagger, I'm just real saying for real, how much no. real for real is not in this, right? Oh, real takes. Real yeah. for real is not a part of the giveaway. Real takes. Real for is. real is awesome. Um, real for real is awesome. Yeah, go check him out too. Um, but yeah, we Jagger. I was just saying how much we appreciate everybody's support and like how far we've come since we each started. Oh yeah. Since we started this thing together. Yeah, man, this has been insane for us. Um. Yeah. I've got five that aren't Criterion, but are special edition that I'd just like to mention as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, oh shoot! I forgot. I forgot one. Uh, a criterion. Uh, so who do you who who should start this off? I think you should. I'm having some problems with my Wi-Fi right now. I don't know if I'm breaking up or something. Oh, it's not doing great. Oh, you're back now. You're back. Totally fine. Okay. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to try to get my Wi-Fi fixed in the next week. Um, I can start. I have all right, let's, uh, let's six alternate. criterions. Do you just want to do like a one-one? Okay. Thing? Right, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, I'll start with my top one. Um, this is my Night of the Living Dead criterion. Oh, um, I ordered this because we're reviewing this for Hooptober this month. Uh, pretty sweet. Looking forward to that. Jagger, uh, you go ahead. I'll take my top one as well. I'll take the Exorcist like kind of book blu-ray thing comes with the that's theatrical sick. and unrated cut yeah go for it um i have uh this is my army of darkness steelbook, steelbook? jagger Ooh. i don't know if you've seen that one I've... that's that one i really like this one is actually super cool um because it includes um the international cut slash the television cut um, the director's cut, um, the theatrical cut, and so you get different cuts of this. They're all different lengths, so they have different stuff. Um, but yeah, that's my Army of Darkness steelbook. 
I'm gonna bang out my three arrow along with this clockwork orange book, which I am a hell yes. Uh, and the three arrows we got Donnie Darko, which I am a huge nerd about. Uh, the Reanimator and Basket Case. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Alright, um, now it's just my Criterions, which I've been collecting Criterion for a while. Alright, so. I'll bust out uh, my last two Steelbooks. Um, so, I got Paranorman. Paranorman Steelbook. That's One of my great. favorite animated films. Um, also, b because this Steelbook is just sick. Um, it's a really good-looking Steelbook. And because Leica Studios is their um, headquarters is like... 15 minutes away from where I live. Um, I'm hoping to work there in the future um, and work for Leica Studios, um, who also did like Coraline, The Corpse's Bride, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, stuff like that. Um, they're based out of Hillsboro, which is like 20 minutes from where I live. And then John Carpenter's horror classic, uh, They Live with Roddy Piper, um, one of my personal favorite horror films. Um, yeah, go check that out. If you haven't seen They Live, go check it out. I think Jagger enjoys it as well. Not as much as me and uh, Gunch do, but I do think Jagger enjoys it. Jagger, you want to shoot us off with your first criterion? Um, with I'll go two here. Um, I'll go two. Uh, I'm going to do Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, which is my first of... Oh, I've been wanting to get that one for a while. That looks really good. Uh, also, also, also. Lahen, uh, huge fan of that one. Is that Vincent Cassell? Um, are you talking about director? Isn't Vincent... No, he's in it, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Vincent Cassell. Yeah, um, go. That's why you need to watch. That's why you need to watch the Oceans movies. He's in the second one, Oceans Twelve. Really? He plays the antagonist. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh, that looks amazing. Dude, okay. I, you can edit this out or you can't, whatever. I, I had the craziest it. thing related to Kiss. Um, you might want to keep this in before I get into my criterion. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I had the cra craziest thing related to Kiss happen at work the other day. So I work at a golf course, for those who don't know. Um, and so working at a, at a golf course comes with its advantages, like free golf and an easy job. Free but golf it also comes with disadvantages. Free golf sounds great. Yeah, All dude. Right, continue. Disadvantages. Uh, it also comes with its disadvantages, uh, including uh, having to deal with uh, drunk uh, middle-aged men. Oh, God. Um, so I'm I'm at the bar. I'm at the bar because it's a slow day. I'm getting a drink. Um, not like a drink drink. I don't drink. Um, but like a Coke. Like I just get Cokes while I work. Um, and out, out from the distance, I hear uh, I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss getting closer and closer. I'm like what what is happening and we have a lot of we have a lot of uh the same guys um come to our course we have a lot of regulars and this is a guy i see there a lot he's coming in he's obviously just sloshed and i was made for loving you was cr being cranked off his phone in his pocket and he walks up and he's like can i get four beers and uh two shots please we are gonna go back off 18 because we have a playoff for three thousand dollars and this guy is just sloshed. And we're like, we and he walks away and then he comes for $3,000. And then he comes back and we're all like, should we serve this guy? I mean, I don't, 
he's pretty he's pretty drunk i don't know what we do um we ended up serving him and all of his buddies and he was a lot more drunk than the rest of his buddies they were actually handling themselves and it, it was really stupid but to get in to uh did you do your first cri- oh you did your first two criterions yeah. um i'm just gonna do one since i think you have more than me this is my princess bride criterion oh that's so um, cool i've been dying to get that one that looks great Probably, it, I think this is in like my top 25 of all time. Um, and my favorite Rob Reiner movie. Um, we love I just Carrie love this Elvis. movie so much. What? We love Carrie Elvis. Yeah. Also, I want to make, I think I made a video about this. Rob Reiner, I think, is the most underrated director working today. I that man has some bangers in his filmography. So good. Yeah. All right. Go ahead with your next couple. I'll do another few. Uh, Lost Highway, which I am yet to see, but you said it's really good, so... So good. It's it's basically if uh, uh, David Lynch did a crime thriller. I had quite a good time with it. Except you see Patricia Arquette nude, like, in, like, four different scenes. Well, if it's David Lynch, then... Uh, here's Videodrome. Yeah. Um, an absolute that, That's one. I think that's the one I'm gonna buy next. I really like that. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's got, like, the bars on the side so good so good yeah and i'll do one more i'll do one more oh man this, I found it so cool uh my next one that i'm gonna do is the grand budapest hotel which was my second criterion ever uh, oh i want to buy that one i don't hold that film as highly as other people but um i do really like that criterion yeah all right continue all right my next one wally yeah i think this is one that's one of the better criterions um looks like that bookshelves nice it has like i love the best part about the criterions is they all come with these little booklets about the movie and i I love those that's one of my favorite part i love the commentary like the movie with the commentary from like the director um i have one that oh yeah director's commentary is always great I have one that I didn't bring out because I hate the movie so much, and it was like a blind buy that I was really sad I couldn't refund. It was called Hoxon, really bad. Um, so I'll just do my next couple. Uh, the Elephant Man, which is another fantastic Lynch. I have almost every single Lynch criterion. Uh, I think there's Hell another yeah. one. Next, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, a banger, which is now on Netflix. Everyone, go watch it. It's a classic. It's yeah. One of the better coming-of-age films. Election, which, Trey, I know you haven't seen. Make that one of your next five movies you watch. I'm telling you right now. I know. It's so good. And if you like Broderick, you're going to love it. I know. A lot of a lot of our friends hold it really highly. All right, continue. Um, yep. So Jonathan Demme's Silence of the Lambs. I think this is one of the cooler looking criterions. Yeah. Um, just let's see, see, looks like that on the front. Um, this film is one of three films ever to win best actor, best actress, best director, best picture, and best screenplay at the Oscars, um, all in one year. Um, we talked about that on our "It Happened One Night" episode. Um, so that's a great one. Jagger, why don't you go ahead with your next few? That one's almost as good as Jonathan Demi's Stop Making Sense. Um, 
<laughs> the Breakfast Club, uh, another classic. I like getting the 80s ones in there whenever they come out. Uh, yeah, I think the Breakfast Club or Days and or uh, Fast Times are gonna be is gonna be my next one. Yeah, they're really really good. Yeah. Um, Blue yeah. Velvet, another. Hell yeah, another Lynch. Definitely a Lynch movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, I'm gonna bring out one of my DVDs. I've only got three of those. Next, I'm gonna bring out Come and See. It's a rough movie. Is that like a Criterion DVD? Yeah, I only have three of those. I've never there. seen those before. I'm going to convert them to Blu-rays, though, at some point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, All you right. can do your next one. Uh, Parasite. This was my first ever Criterion I bought. Um, I really like this one. It's an outstanding film. I don't um, hold Parasite nearly I as think... highly as other people, so that's why I've never nabbed it, but it is a great film. It's so good. Um. Bong Joon-ho, I think this might be... It's in contention for my favorite foreign film up there with uh, Old Boy. Um, so, Jagger, give us your next show. Path of Charlie is definitely not up there for my favorite foreign film. Um, <laughs> next two I'm going to give you. Two more Lynch's. Mulholland Drive, which is a nightmarish masterpiece. I know you rented it. Did you get around to seeing it yet, though? No, I didn't find the time because I had to watch stuff for a pod and then I had vacation and just a lot of stuff going on. And probably my favorite or second favorite Lynch, Eraserhead. What a crazy, crazy yeah. film. Uh, All right. And to conclude my Criterion collection, Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused. Ooh. Looks like that. It's like really thick, um, got a lot of cool special features on it. This I think was my most recent Criterion purchase. Um, also, being into physical media, it's like an addiction, dude. Just like, oh, I want that. I want that too. Oh, that looks cool. I want that. Man, that was it's a bad. Good movie. It's real bad. That was a good yeah. movie. I really want to be able to watch that whenever I can. And I don't want to exactly. rent it. So for twenty dollars, I can just get it here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And well, my that's all my my final two. Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon. Oh, Jesus, Jagger! Don't break your criterions. <laughs> and Boyhood. <laughs> yeah, Good. Boyhood is great. I love Boyhood. Let me pick Barry Lyndon right. up. Petition well, for Clockwork everybody... Orange to get a Criterion. Yeah, or Taxi Driver. Or Taxi um, Driver. Everybody, we would like to thank you for joining us today on this uh, long episode. Um, we, But we are back with our normal episodes. We are happy to be back to our IMDb Top 250 series. I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded one of these. It does um, feel like that, yeah. Cause it's, it's been I think it's been a couple weeks. Um, but we are glad to be back. We, uh, If you are still with us when we are talking, like right now, God, we love you. Thank you for sitting with us and dealing with our nonsense for two hours. An um, hour and 29 minutes. Long. It's not been that long. Oh, we're only at an hour and a half? I thought I thought we started recording at four, and I was like, God, we're about to hit the two-hour mark. Okay, not that bad. Um, if you're on YouTube, uh, comment down below either what your favorite criterion is or what your favorite foreign film is. Um, 
and uh, like our video. Please subscribe to our channel. We love the support. Um, and go check out our merch. Again, our merch, our Hooptober merch is going to be live every single day with a new design. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to have Hooptober episodes every single day. Um, if you're on Spotify, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Same thing goes for Apple Podcasts. The reviews help us out a lot, uh, knowing what we can do better as podcasters. Um, if you would like to follow us on our socials, I am Trey the Film Noob on TikTok, Twitter, and Letterboxd, and he is Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok, and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram, uh, and also Twitch. What's your Twitch again? Jagger, uh, Jagger Film Reviewer? Or... Jagger the Movie Guy, I think? Yeah, Jagger the Movie Guy, Jagger the Movie Guy. Yeah, check him out on Twitch, Yeah, and you can talk with Jagger in real time, um, which is super exciting. Um, both and go check out our giveaways on both of our pages. Um, we have a giveaway going right now. I know I talked about it a few minutes ago, but we have that going on right now. Um, we're both trying to get, uh, all, all five of us that are part of the giveaway are trying to get to a thousand followers. That's when the giveaway ends. Once we're at a thousand followers, we can do TikTok lives and talk with you guys in real time on TikTok, and we'll do them with each other and talk about whatever, you know, when we're not recording. Um, so again, thank you for joining us today on the Average Film Enjoyer podcast and have a amazing rest of your week.